Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to How To Be Sound, a podcast where I, Rosemary McCabe, chat to various interesting people about how they go about being sound in their everyday lives. That sounds good, doesn't it? Today's guest is none other than internet superstar, cookbook author, co-author, and I guess public speaker. Yeah, go on. James Kavanagh. James, Hi. welcome to How To Be Sound. Thank you for that intro. Are you offended that it took me so long to have you on? Yes. How long are you doing this podcast now? This, I think, is episode 17. So six years. A long time. <laughs> A long time. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Although I did cancel the last time because I was really sick. Oh, remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was I do hallucinating re- and everything. So. I do remember, but uh, my producer slept it out that morning, so it was actually lucky. Because oh, I texted him and I was like, James, are you sick? He's not coming. And he texted me at like 10 to the time you were meant to be here. <laughs> and he was like, I just woke up. I love when like mutual cancellations like work out. I do love him. And I also love when somebody texts you and goes like, are we still on for tonight? And you're like, actually, I'm wrecked. And then they go, oh, thank God. Yeah. That's the best feeling ever. It's delicious. Little icebreaker that I do sometimes. Mm. Do you remember the first time we met? Yes. In Forever 21. Do you no. remember this? No, that wasn't it. Yes, it was. <laughs> you look so annoyed. Are you sure? Well, when is your version? I am pretty sure we met one time that I came into Think House to film something. I can't remember what was it was. It for eBay? Yes. And we didn't really, like we weren't talking, but we were introduced and we met. And it was during your phase of wearing really high platform shoes and capes. My goth phase. Yeah. Yeah. And basically after that time that I kind of fleetingly met you in Think House, I saw you everywhere. (laughs) I was Exchequer Street Boy back then. Do you remember? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you were also, if you were walking around, you would always see you because (laughs) you were so much taller than everyone else because of your shoes. My platforms, they were 10 inches. Yeah, so that was the first time we met, so now I'm offended. Oh, okay. Well, our first, first, first meeting was in Forever 21. Like when we actually became aware of, when you became aware of me, (laughs) insultingly. What's that, like 10 years ago? No, you know what, it's not. It's seven years ago or eight years ago, and I know this because yesterday I was looking through all my photos to try and find a photo for that 10-year challenge. Oh, yeah. You know, the one where everyone's posting 2009 versus 2019. And I found a photo of me DJing and I was like, oh my God, it looked good. In Forever 21? Yeah. (laughs) And I I, um, DJed for half an hour or something at the opening of Forever 21. James was doing the PR for it. I hired you. You hired me? Yeah. Hired me? I think I did did it for a voucher, James. No, you got paid. Did I? Yeah. It was like a, 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 what do you call it when you give someone like a a thank you of like 500 euro or something? I don't think it was that much. Wasn't it? I don't know. No, I did. I'd have to look back through my account. well. You must know how you're seen to a certain extent. And somehow I kind of feel like you're the biggest social media star in Ireland who has somehow managed to be basically universally adored. <laughs> you know, like I'll take that. <laughs> is it weird to hear that about yourself or are you aware? Like most people like you. Yeah, um, that's that's a, a big statement, I think. <laughs> adored. A big, um, bold statement. I think like for for me, the person like I don't I don't see that all the time. Like I get trolled. I get negative comments almost every day from people like my following in percentage wise is 90 
1% female and 9% male on Instagram, which I think is pretty reflective across all my platforms. Yeah. And sometimes I find like girls would tag their boyfriends and things and then their their boyfriend replies being like, F off, hate that man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very popular amongst the straights. But you know <clears> what? <throat> I think a lot of Instagram... Like when I was kind of big on Snapchat in inverted commas, you mm. know, when Snapchat was getting big and I had a lot of followers, partners in general hated me. I think it was the kind of thing that if people were going out, one person would like you and one person wouldn't. And the person who yes. didn't started to really, really hate you because they were forced to watch it in bed at night. Because people like I used to get into bed beside my then boyfriend and watch Makeup Fairy. <laughs> and I remember him being like, why are we watching this? And I'd be like, shh, yeah. it's important. Yeah, I get, I, I get guys who come up to me, straight men, and they're like, listen, I hate your voice. But, uh, you know, I hear it every night. My girlfriend plays it. But can I get a picture so I can send it to her? And like they start off by attacking me. And then they're like, can, can I get a photo? <laughs> Do you say yes? Yeah. Because <laughs> the girlfriend obviously likes me. So, you know, I got my fair share of hate. But yeah. I'm it's interesting. I mean, I suppose from an outsider's point of view, I'm an outsider insofar as I follow you and I follow a whole lot of other people and I read all these threads because I'm yeah. a gossipy bitch. And nobody really gives out about you. Yeah, and that I guess nice. that is true. And it is unusual, I yeah. think, in this world. And we've had conversations about that before, about how I don't really get scalded in those groups in big kind of threads or whatever, which touch wood, I enjoy not being talked about in that sense. I'm, you know I, I've never really been, been involved in scandally things, I that's guess. That's kind of what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I, I get talked about in those threads sometimes, but more like I hate her face. I find her really annoying. She's very holier than thou. But there's nothing that I've ever done that people can be like, I can't believe she did this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Really? Like there was one time I said, I was talking about how I'd been to a conference about psoriasis. And I was like, it's so interesting. Psoriasis (laughs) has a really high incidence in Ireland because we're so inbred. Okay. And those are the words that I used and the outrage. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not saying your mom slept with her cousin. I'm saying in Ireland, because we're an island, our gene pool is really small. And of course, like, that's why we have such a high instance of psoriasis and like cystic fibrosis. Such a fact. Yeah. And I mean, possibly I could have used nicer words than (laughs) inbred. But I think that was like the most scandalous thing I ever did. Yeah. The moniker social media star has become kind of gross. The witch? The name social media star. You know what I mean? Yeah. How would you describe yourself? Because I guess I've Kurabini, like my food wing of my life, I would just say I'm kind of involved in like food. <laughs> but like, I don't know, I would never refer to myself as a social media star or an influencer or whatever. Oh, there's the dog. Um, the dog's just this every time. Uh, but I don't know, like, I think I think labels are what media use and, and people who want to like, lab, you know, call yeah, but things. I guess I'm just kind of doing my bits on if a following and people just watch me. But I, I, I and you're probably the same, like you didn't you, you didn't set out to be an influencer. I did. Did you? Yeah. But like, I think you were all like when you were in the Irish Times and stuff, you were always just like expressing your thoughts. I, but yeah, I was always read it. talking and, and people sometimes paid attention and either got annoyed or liked it. But I think when I left Stellar and went kind of freelance full time, I went, I'm going to make a living out of being a social media star. Mm. But like, am I right in thinking that that's your number one mode of income? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, years, if, if you gave a shit about LinkedIn, your LinkedIn would probably say social media Influencer. influencer yeah and the I two guess. of us are like Ugh. i know it's 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 gross and it is real like it, it sounds so arseholy and you know what the worst thing is when i get into taxis or whatever and someone's like oh what do you do and i'm like oh i know oh i just always lie and say i'm a, a plumber or like <laughs> <laughs> i fix things i know I, I i i usually just say i work in advertising or whatever because it's the most arseholy thing to describe you know yeah. i have a following yeah and, and also <laughs> taxi drivers i found like when i was 
blogging full time. And I guess because I had a blog and even though that wasn't really how I was making my money, I still considered myself a blogger. Mm. They would just get into so many conversations about how their daughter wanted to be a blogger and what yeah. should I think about this? Yeah. And what should I think about that? And did I think she should do a degree? And I'd be yeah. like, oh no, I don't I, d- I do a lot this. of stuff in schools and I guess the younger generation, it, it, like what I'm doing and what you're doing, it's quite a new career, a new way mm. of making money. So they they see it as something really shiny and amazing. Yeah. But they, I guess they don't see the, the journey. Like I was in PR for six years and that definitely kind of enabled me to do what I'm doing now. It's storytelling basically and the same with you. So I get all these kids coming up to me being like, how do I get more followers? How do that's, I become what you're doing? And that's it's like, the worst question ever, isn't it? You know, and it's like, I don't know. Like, just do you. And if, if people follow you, great. But I don't think it's something you can set out to be. You no. have it or you don't in a weird way. I mean, way. I think it's easier if you're a hot white woman. Mm. Definitely. Like, Which you can grow following. Mm. <laughs> you can grow following really, really easily. Yeah. And like, that's sad. Like, if you're a hot, thin white woman. Yeah. You can. I mean, I've seen so many people as well doing this. Have you noticed this teal and orange trend? No. I'll show it to you afterwards um, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to a few accounts that do it but there are accounts that basically post only in variations of teal and orange because it's meant to be pleasing to the eye. Oh. And there are a few accounts that do So like there is a lot of gaming the system that goes on where people are like I know how I'm going to get big. I'm going to post pictures of myself smiling, looking pretty yeah. in not a lot of clothes and I'm going to use teal and orange. Well I guess there is certain like I know if I put up a photo of me versus a photo mm. of an inan- inanimate object it, I will get the more likes. Yeah. So I yeah. guess you can kind of like figure out what does better which is kind of sad because sometimes I'm like this is a stunning photo yeah it was yeah, like yeah. I put up a picture of me twerking on a step and it's like loads of likes <laughs> you know put up a picture of me twerking on a step <laughs> casual you mentioned there that you were working in PR when you left your job in PR was it to be a social media influencer yeah yeah, it was a really scary thing because when I when I was doing it, I, I remember the only other guy really that was doing it was James Patrice. Yeah. And like I wasn't going into something very specific like fashion uh, mm-hmm. or like, you know what, people like Louise Cooney or, or you know, Neve Cullen or these people, like they're, they're very focused and specific on what they're doing. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what, I was putting up stupid videos and pictures so I didn't know really what I was doing. I was kind of similar to what James Patrice is doing, just like funny stuff. Yeah. Um, so I remember when I, I, I left, it was because I got my first offer from from a brand to put something on my Instagram for like 300 euro, whatever it was. And I was like, oh my God, I can... Hang on, you left when you got your first offer? Yeah. That is the confidence of men now that you're like, this is it now. (laughs) I think I waited till I was at like 10 and then I was going, maybe I could make a go of this. No, I I think I I had 12,000 followers and I was like, got the one offer and I was like, right, this is me. I'm done. (laughs) Off I go. But to be honest, I was so sick of... PR at that stage yeah. so I was like any glimmer of hope to leave I just hopped on it but I also was in the mindset of people I think you need to put yourself into an abyss in order to attract work I felt like if I was in PR I wasn't going to attract more work and I was also kind of constrained by the brands and stuff I was working on and yeah, co- of competitors course, and stuff. Compete. I couldn't take yeah, yeah, yeah. so I left anyway and my dad had a freak out he was like you know you're getting your insurance and you're, <laughs> you're, you're paid every month you know every month on the button so how do you know where you're going I was like dad I have a following I'm leaving for my followers they'll support me no matter what but sure look it and worked did. Yeah, yeah. yeah and since then have you had a month where you're like fuck I'm I've no money or has it all been no it's been it looks like be it's honest, been pretty it's good been fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you remember all the like can you remember all the brands you've worked with yeah, I probably could yeah how many do you, you think to list them off um I would say 20 what I do you would think? say more. Would you say more? Well, like a lot of the stuff is repetitive. Like for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. Centra is like Centra, a you've done, contract. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jurex, like I've done loads of campaigns with them. Yeah. That's just one brand. So I would actually say about 20. 
you know what's funny as well is that I or I've never noticed people giving out about you working with brands and I yeah. feel like for a lot of the fashion influencers if they work if they do two ads in a row they get loads of shit going oh you're just trying to sell us stuff all the time now yeah whereas you don't get that uh, not that like I'm I'm kind of saying their ads are bad and mine are better but I tend to I'm in a lucky position in that like the ads I get are actually allow me to be as me as possible I work with Jurex they kind of let me go on the yeah, way I yeah, like yeah. to go on it's condoms it's kind of funny whereas you know with other people they have to push like products and it's it's more traditional yeah. than what I'm doing I work with Centra they allow me like dance around the kitchen with a loaf of bread so yeah. I get to be very me but I think also the brands they want to get a bit of James Cavanagh into their brand whereas mm. I think with other people they want to get their brand onto that feed if you know what I mean it's I almost a flip yeah. side like that they're like we want our brand to look amazing yeah whereas with you they're just like we want you to be really engaging holding our brand that's pretty much you know it, what I mean yeah. and like at the start I refi- like some brands would want a literal photo of their product on yeah. my feed and yeah. I'm like no I need to involve myself in it in some yeah. way in order for me to get engagement but like sometimes I did a thing last year with Sunsweet Prunes. prunes, which a lot of people online thought was hilarious. But like, <laughs> prunes are delicious. You did um, nice things with them though, didn't you? I did some nice things, but there were a few photos on my feed that were just like the product, which just is what the they wanted. And I yeah. think at the time I was like, you know what? I can't afford to turn yeah, this down because I wasn't getting that yeah. much work. And this was a really big, like where they wanted a load of different things. And it was kind of going, this can pay my rent for like two or three months. Yeah. So fuck it, I just need to do it. But you also see as well, it doesn't do well. Oh, do you know well, and then the you're thing. like, well, look, like, of course I didn't do well because it was it was boring. Yeah, and it's not good for the brand. It's not good for you either. It, it is a real nervousy thing to be in because, like, for example, I don't really. I only have about two jobs lined up that I know of for the next like two months. So I'm always fearing, when is this going to end? When does the tap go off? Mm. Do you know? Because it's, I'll be really honest, I'm loving life at the moment. Yeah, like, yeah. it's great. And I can afford to be full-time me in a weird way. I know that sounds so arseholy, but that's what I'm doing. But I also know it's temporary. This is not going to last forever. No. For me. For the industry, I, I think it will. But for I think me it will, personally, but, but, it won't. But like, I, I think it's almost like modelling, that it'll just... 100%. People will get younger and it'll be other people coming up yeah. and, you know, people you see coming up now and you're like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Loads. Yeah. <laughs> the young ones. You mentioned Curabini there. Mm. Um, did you start Curabini in any way just so you wouldn't have to tell people you're a social media influencer? <laughs> you're like, I need something else. <laughs> yes. No, I actually didn't. Curabini is the food brand that you co-own with your boyfriend, William. William. Yeah. So Curabini started because William had just finished the Ballymaloo cookery course and kind of like it's 15 grand so you kind of need to do something with it yeah you know so I was working with Kerrygold at the time and we were sponsoring the Ballymaloo Lit Fest so I was down there and William was down there at the same time and we were kind of like loving this world we were both in like you know like it was just so Enid Blyton like you'd see <laughs> Doreen Allen chasing chickens and picking up chickens and someone pulling chard out of the ground and it was like I want to be in this wholesome like wholesome life forever so we just decided we'd open up a cafe of Eventually. And we were in Kerbini, which is where William's from in Cork, and we decided we'd call it Kerbini. But then we were like, oh, we don't have any money to set up a cafe. So we decided to sell at markets and mm-hmm. cater. That's how we kind of started. And to be honest as well, like, you know what I'm doing? Like, I'm hosting things, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, I know that can't last forever. So I just, yeah. I was like, Kerbini is something that will last forever. People always need to eat. So it's something I can nurture and grow. I always worry for people who are doing what I'm doing, influencing or whatever, that aren't kind of doing nurturing something else else to land on afterwards. And there is quite a few people that aren't doing that. I'm like, you know, the party's going to end someday. So you need to be having a little 
fallback there, which is what Kirby is. And what's going on with the cafe? Because I know for a while on Instagram you were documenting, you were kind of doing a lot of research into how to set up cafes and you were working with a uh, woman who's in Wakefields. Oh no, sorry, Blonde at Bergen. Yes. She's Serena Allen's sister. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. Yeah. And you were doing a lot of research. So like, where is the cafe now well um where's the cafe james what's going on (laughs) i know i've actually i I don't i don't think i told you this but i'm going to ballymaloo in april i'm doing the three-month cookery course oh wow yeah and it's to kind of just catch up with william because he's just fantastic and i just want to be on his level so i'm doing that course it finishes in july and then we're hoping to get serious and open up by the end of this year okay so yeah it's it's hopefully by the end of this year but you know what the hardest thing is premises like there's all these like groups that are buying up everything everything's looking a little bit identical and there's no you know i was just i was just listing out press up group premises to somebody the other day yeah and i was going you know it's great that they're like reviving like I'm really glad the Stella Theatre in Rathmines is reopened it's fab and it's they gorgeous. do it's gorgeous and like the Dean is nice and Sophie's is nice and the Devlin looks beautiful yeah but I'm also like soon it'll it's kind of Lex Luthery <laughs> I mean soon everything will be Lex Corp yeah yeah I guess like, yeah. it makes me feel a little bit worried yeah well like it's I, I do very much enjoy all the press of places but oh, yeah, they're, it, they, they're nice like yeah they're nice but it's not just them it's, it's other people as well that are kind of buying up all these gorgeous little buildings and I'm like oh it's so yeah. hard for someone like like Kerbini that like you know it's hard for us in Kerbini it, it is um, aside from the cafe have you had a plan for your social media as in like do you plan what you're going to talk about do no you- not at all <laughs> were you hoping for a different answer I was hoping for like yeah I'm really cynical and- hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I, stuff like when you're working, so I'm working in social media now, mm. and you know you have this content calendar where you're working out like, when is International Day of Happiness? When is like International Bread Day? And you're working out all these different days to come up with different campaigns oh, that you can you. work around and go like, like tomorrow, for example, although probably yesterday by the time this podcast goes out, is the day that people are most likely to break their New Year's resolutions. Ah. So I'm planning content around that. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you're obviously not doing any of that. I, well, I'm actually breaking my New Year's resolution on the 26th of, I was having a dry January. And How I, can you plan to break your New Year's well, resolution? Well, because someone is having a house party that I really want to go to. So I know well, I'm going to break it on go, the 26th. James. Yeah, but I need to get locked. <laughs> drink <laughs> drink responsibly kids yeah um, but yeah no plan stuff so I, I generally work my social media content around whatever is happening and like luckily there's always something kind of interesting happening in my life like I got 
I, I got laser eye surgery, for example, a few months ago. And people were really interested in that. Mm. I just got a hair transplant. People are really interested in that. I just found a frame the other day, the, yesterday with, you know, all these letters in the back of it. That turned into a big story on social media. So mm. I always just kind of like make stuff exciting on my social media. You're basically just like in my life. making stories out of your mundane everyday life. Yeah. Where someone else would be like, that's mad. I found this shit in the back of a frame. <laughs> You're like, guys, let's go on the radio and talk about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Throw glitter on mundane things. The topics you've covered have obviously then been really wide ranging. Mm. So like you have a YouTube video on how to make the perfect cup of tea. I would like to point out when James arrived at my house today, I said, do you want a cup of tea? But you're going to have to make it. <laughs> the pressure was just too much. <laughs> but like you've also spotlighted your nephew talking about autism. Mm. You've you had a regular series talking about sex and answering people's questions. Do you still do that? No, not, not, as much. not really anymore. No, but um, you know what? STIs, there's only so many of them. Yeah, and you so, answered everybody's questions. Yeah. But, like, oh, but all those snaps are gone, so you should do it again. Yeah, I should. I did, well, I did a video with Lexa Checks and I oh, kind of yeah. went through the whole lot. But yeah, no, I, I do. I love doing that. And that's, again, gets real good interaction. People yeah, love yeah, talking yeah. about sex. So like none of that was strategic. Like when you were doing the sex series, mm. was there any point at which you went, let's get some sponsorship for this? Or did they come to you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I was doing it for a good like month and a bit before Let's Get Checked even came to me. And then they wanted to sponsor one video. And then obviously Jurex kind of heard about me talking about sex. So that's how I got that. But no, it was just, it was so accidental. I, I know it's really annoying. And I, like whenever I do talks and stuff, they're like, what was your five year plan? And like, I'm like, I genuinely don't have a plan. It's just as But you know what? Come. Even if people have a five year plan, nobody's five year plan works. No, it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're talking about a five-year plan for your company and your company is something really like an accountancy firm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Yeah, you can't. Five-year plans. Life's not like that. No. And the sex thing happened because I was talking about bullying and I I was asking followers at the time were all like in literally third year they were quite young and I was like "Is does bullying still happen these days guys? Is bullying still a thing? Yeah and I was getting all these things back and then I accidentally just talked about sex and I was like oh god my sex education lol like we were literally a video was wheeled in and it was mm. it just showed a penis and a vagina and then a baby and that was literally the height of it. That just goes to show how much younger you are than me because I didn't see a penis until I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't 21. see it at school, like, <laughs> I wasn't shown, well I was shown it, but you know what I mean, not by a teacher, it yeah. wasn't official. Yeah, our, well our video, yeah, it did show penis, but it didn't show sex for pleasure, it didn't show yeah, yeah, yeah. any gay sex, that, well, they of course didn't exist. not, listen, I'm sure gay sex still doesn't exist in No, schools. it doesn't, no, bless yourself, but that's, that's what we were shown, and I was like, has it improved at all, and all the messages I was getting back from kids in school now were, no, no. it hasn't improved, we're still showing that video, the priests or the nuns are cock blocking our sex education, <laughs> literally, yeah. It's still the exact same And that's how I got talking about it I was like well I am going to teach the kids sex education so <laughs> I have every- all these kids Yeah I'm like picturing you as like the Pied Piper Sitting around <laughs> like with, with like a banana and a condom going, Hello children This is yeah. what we're going to do now And I'm not ashamed to say I've had a lot of STIs I like Pokemon I've caught them all Really? Uh, yeah I've had gonorrhea I've had syphilis I've syphilis had, syphilis that's very 19th century it's very oh, but it's, scary it's, but, it's on the, but it's on the rise it's isn't on the it? rise yeah. yeah now I sound really hoorish but with with the, <laughs> with the syphilis hoorish do you know how I got it my ex-boyfriend you know I'll tell, I'll tell his name afterwards and he cheated on me Oh. And he brought the syphilis back into the <gasps> relationship. He brought it into the bed. Into the bed. And I broke up with him very coincidentally and very luckily a week after he gave me the syphilis, we broke up. And then and you I went for an STI test. Went for an STI check because I was riding William at the time. And I was like, right, I better be clean before I go into this. And then they told me I had syphilis. I didn't, luckily didn't pass on to William. But do you know how they like have to check that it's gone? A lumbar puncture. 
So I had to get my spine drained of fluid James to make sure the syphilis the most was gone. horrific mime. Like he's like <laughs> pulling out the world's biggest syringe. <laughs> my oh spine my was tapped and I had to find out I got the... So anyway, I'm all clear. No syphilis now. But yeah, I got the syphilis gonorrhea. got crabs once as well. <gasps> Which are a treat. My <laughs> God. You can actually see them as well. Oh, stop. They're like little Pokemon. Sorry, speaking of really disgusting things, did you see the video yesterday of the eels eating the pizza? No. Oh my God, I should show you that afterwards. There's a An video. eel eating a pizza. No, eels, like several eels. Like the this, this snaky things yes, in the water. Yes. Oh my God. I have to show you. It's horrific. Well, William actually in Kurabini, when he was growing up, the eel is still there. There's an eel outside oh, yeah. his house because he lives on the water oh. and they call him Rasher because they feed him rashers. So this horrible eel Eels comes out pig meat. Like, that's so scary. That's so unnatural Do you know well. they're delicious, though? Very nice. I, I bet you Eels. all think they're delicious after you see the meat in this okay. pizza. Oh, I'm really scared. Back to topics. Back to topics you've talked about on social media. Mm. One of the things I noticed you talking about before Christmas, which is kind of why I wanted to have you on, although it's past now, but... You were talking about the the kind of the whole idea of like PC culture gone mad. Yeah. I think it was around the time of Fairy Tale in New York. Yes, yeah. When there was this uproar. Mm. And I kind of wanted to talk about it because I thought it was really interesting the way you were talking about it. Mm. So do it again. Say exactly what you said on Instagram. What was I saying again? <laughs> well, basically you were talking about how the idea of like PC culture gone mad is basically people going, I have a problem with you being sound. Oh my God, yeah, no, totally. Do you know what I mean? And I actually remember seeing Sinead Burke say... A PC is basically another way of being kind. Yeah. Look, it's that simple. And something that happened, I think since I I spoke on Instagram was, there's so many people who are like, PC gone mad, the world, you can't say a thing. Now, I know this really lovely woman in Cork and she she always chats to me. I always see her when I go down and she came up to me and she goes, come here to me. What do you think about all this PC nonsense? And it was around the time of Fairytale in New York because everyone was thinking about it then, talking about it. And I was like, well, what do you actually mean? And she goes, like, you just can't say a thing. And I said, what do you want to say? And she goes, I I don't know, but you just can't say anything. So it's funny. I think like media are responsible as well for for some of this brainwashing a certain type of person into thinking they're being restricted when they're Mm -hmm. actually not. If you ask someone who is saying the world has gone PC mad, you can't say a thing. If you specifically say, what do you want to say? say? They either can't think of a thing or, or what they it's say, racist yeah, or homophobic or transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've, I've asked, I, I start to do that now. And anyone listening, do ask people that who say the world has gone PC mad. Say, what specifically do you want to say? And nine times out of ten, it's they can't think. And the one time they can, it's going to be something bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing about fairy tales in New York, I was talking to somebody about it who was like, you know, that song's been on for years and none of us took offense and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but... If by beeping out that one fucking word, mm. it means that... I love that you said fucking. <laughs> that you have 20 young people in Ireland who aren't feeling awkward listening to that song with their parents. Yeah. Then why would you not do that? Or even if it just helps one person. Yeah. Do you mean you're like, what difference? Like, what difference is it making to your life to beep out that word? Yeah. That like, no, we all know. Nobody yeah. uses that word. And if they do, they're an asshole. Yeah. And it's funny, like, it, it personally, as, as a gay, doesn't, like, the song doesn't bother me at all. But I'm willing to listen to the people that it does bother and maybe try and help them in some way. Yeah. Like, I seen a video one of my friends uploaded from Manchester. He 
was kind of talking about this as well. And then he put up a video of a, 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 a singer on the street singing the song. And he a said, busker. A busker. That's the <laughs> word. And he was like, you cheap, lousy faggot. And my friend, who's obviously a gay person, they like there was a couple of straight lads singing and they all pointed at the at him and said faggot. So, you know, that actually yeah. made me think. It didn't bother me at the start, but I was like, You know, it's like the whole concept of Halloween is the one time you can dress like a slut and Christmas is the one time you can sing like a homophobe. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? This one song allows you to say this word that you're not allowed to say for the rest of the year and that you're obviously really raging about. Yeah. And you know what? I always think like, look at the timeline of life. So stuff that was funny in the 60s and 70s just is not funny now yeah. the way they made fun of gay people or the way they the way they would make fun of people of color in stand up or you know those carry on type yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, shows yeah. and stuff like they're so actually problematic when you look back at them now you know the time has moved on where other things are kind of not cool and yeah. it's like it's just how time is moving people are like everything's being robbed from us you can't say anything it's like well if you look back 20 30 years ago there's stuff that you can't can't be said now that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just time moving on and people are just getting more aware and well. Yeah, and people being sounder and like trying to be more inclusive. That's But like also, it. you know what? I watched Bring It On the other day. I was having one of these moments where I was like, I want to watch something utterly mindless. I love Bring It On. That I won't cry. Yeah. That I might laugh, maybe, you know. <laughs> but Bring It On is like, there's loads of really dodgy lines in that. Like there's one point where they're in the car and she goes, are you guys straight? And one of them goes, mm, I'm like undecided. And the other guy goes... Well, and she goes, oh, do you speak gay? Yeah. <laughs> and it's this really weird moment where you're like, what? Like, that would not be in the... And, and like, even when the, you know, when the guy, like, for anybody who hasn't seen Bring It On, this might be the most boring segue ever. Mm. But there's a bit where this, like, drill commander comes to whip them all into shape and he starts body shaming all the women and being like, maybe if you stop eating for long enough, your body will start to eat your ass. <laughs> and it's, like, a, kind yeah, of know, a hilarious yeah. line, but you're also like, this is grim. Like, this would not be... Yeah. would not be in a film now and like Sex and the City is probably one of my favourite shows in the entire world but there's so much shit in that that's like oh Jesus like oh, yeah. kind of transphobic bits and mild yeah. homophobia and and that's fine I I wouldn't be of the of the mindset to delete Sex and the City no, from life no, but, but it's okay to learn from yeah, it and, and it's move also, on and it's also really good I think to talk about it absolutely go, yeah. here's, here's what's wrong and let's just talk about how Carrie's an asshole before we even such start an She's such an asshole Samantha for life oh I really like Miranda Oh, Miranda's great. Even though she wore terrible clothes in the first series. Yeah, she She just wore the worst, like, skirts where she just always had a fupa. She kind of looked cost, though. Kind of cost vibes. She was always wearing boxy kind of outfits. Ill-fitting. To get things back to a more salubrious note, Mm -hmm. what's the best freebie you've ever got? Bet you've got some really good ones. Uh, Do you know what? Someone only asked me this yesterday, so I know. Uh, My Sage Oracle coffee machine. It's so good. Oh my god! It has the grinder built in. It's like having a little mini barista in your kitchen. Where did you get that from? Curry's from PC Sage. World. Oh, from, from Sage. Sage. Themselves. Yeah, that was my best. Freebie. That's actually how you know you're real fancy when you're not even getting it from the retailer. You're getting I it from the brand. From the brand, yeah, yeah. So that was probably me fave. And then I got a trip to Thailand for free, which was great. Did you go with Emirates? No, I went to use it. <laughs> yeah, slightly less. I know it's not very glamorous. I did go with Emirates to Japan though. Oh yes, Got yeah, the yeah, flights. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was fab. nice. Yeah. Did you yeah. get a whole like little cubby to yourself? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what you want. I saw um, Nadia Alfredo Wasi oh, so is currently in like New Zealand, and she went with Emirates, and I was literally just watching it and getting really pissed. Like, I mean, I'm the <laughs> most jealous bitch ever. Yeah. So I can't watch these things and be happy for people. I'm like, fuck. I know. Sake, yeah. I went to Melbourne last year, but I paid. I went to Emirates business. Oh my god, it's just it ruins you though because when you're going economy, then it's just like this is. That this leads great. me disgustingly on to my next question which is are you a millionaire yet no I'm certainly not because money comes in it goes straight back out yeah I actually sometimes look at you and I'm like what's James doing I'm like don't buy that Gucci backpack keep that money like put that down I know I'm so like like if I if I was to like add up all the jobs over the last three years like I could definitely have a down payment on maybe what do you mean if you were to add them up surely you have to add them up for your accountant well, yeah, I, I do, but I don't remember don't because about it's it. upsetting. Um, um, but no, I'm no, I've no savings. I've no. Well, I do have some savings, but it's kind of more for the VAT and the tax. Oh, the rather, VAT. it's vile. I have to Stop. do one now. Do you to do one I, now in a minute? No, I'm finished. So I, I, I did my months. VAT return in December, and I did my tax earlier this. Even though I, I know I don't have to do October, it till October, but yeah. I did it this month. So how often do you pay VAT? Whatever I way do it I every was, three months. Weirdly, whatever way I was set up for VAT, I paid every six months. Okay. But I've unregistered now because I'm not doing enough freelance stuff to be registered for VAT. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. paying my ass. Like in December, I was running around basically going, what can I buy that I can count the VAT off? Like, yeah. what do I need to buy that I can buy right now so that I can count it off my VAT yeah. thing? I heard that an Irish influencer, who I'll tell you off air, mm. who does not have as many followers as you, made 100,000 euro in 2017. What? So you didn't make 100,000? No, I did not. <laughs> I need to be charged more. Because I was like, James definitely made as much as her. No. 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 Then lastly, this seems stupid, right? Because mm. if people don't know, they don't deserve to. But where can people follow you? At uh, James Allen Kavanagh on Instagram. That's my That's main. Long. I know, yeah. They didn't have James Kavanagh. And I wasn't going to settle for an underscore. So I just put <laughs> Allen in. And um, James Allen Kavanagh. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't Snapchat anymore. Do you Snapchat? No. No, I'm off no, it completely. I gave it up. Yeah. So Instagram is my main, really. And then I do the odd tweet now and again when and, I'm outraged about something. And you post on Kerbini, don't you? So you have Kerbini. Follow Kerbini, please. Because uh, that's my, my baby I'm nurturing to... I'll, I'll put the links to all of these in, in the show notes please do James thank you so much for I taking love the time that. to come and chat to me yeah. and thank you all for listening to How To Be Sound if you're not already please subscribe so that you'll know exactly when the next episode goes live if you're listening on Apple Podcasts you could do me a solid by taking time to rate, review and subscribe it's really helpful and rating and reviewing helps other people find the podcast I want more more I have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash McCabe. you can show your support for the show and for me by signing up and pledging as little as $1 a month and for that, you get access to my exclusive book club. This month, I took 14 women out for pizza. And we talked about Busy Phillips. This will only hurt a little. And it was fun, I think. And next month's book is already up on Patreon. And it also helps me to pay my producer, Liam Garrity, who lovingly records and edits my podcast and then sends me messages reminding me to post it on Facebook and post it on Twitter and put it in groups and stuff. He's very helpful. And he also has his own podcast, Meet Your Maker, which is back with a brand new series in February. And that's at meetyourmaker.ie. Follow me at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac on Twitter, on Instagram, and check out my Facebook page by adding a little one to the end of the Rosemary McCabe. And now, all patrons at the $3.33 level and higher get the privilege of hearing their name in audio. They're audio. They get the privilege of hearing their own name. Mm-hmm. So with, without further ado, I'd like to thank Amy Hines, Ashling Dignam, Ashling Dollard, Ashling Lonergan, Alex O'Reardon, American Amy, Angela McKeever, Avril Flynn, Breed Gallagher, Karen Cregan, Katie Joy, Claire Gormley, Claire Hennessy, Deirdre Cargan, Eleanor Farrell, Emma Riley, Fiona Loud, Heidi Gardner, Jan Neil Lanagon, Jenny Roach. It's like playing the piano when you're trying to flip it. 
Jill Murray, Kate Kerwin, Kate Stapleton, Kathy Burke, Katie Lally, Kira McGuinness, Leanne Kiley, Lola and Tomasa, Louise O'Neill, Marisa Nolan, Margaret O'Sullivan, Marion Flynn, Marina Hogan, Neve B. Leonard, Neve Connolly, Neve Kelly, Neve Shine, Paula Denon, Rosanne Smith, Ruth Queeley, Sarah Breen, Sarah Conroy, Sarah Hanrahan, Sarah Marr, Sarah McCann, Sarah O'Donovan, Sinead Fegan, Sonia Mary, Sophie Colgan, Timmy Hennessy, Tracy Hardy, Trassa, Trevor Steins, Anya Kelly, Eva McBride, Eva Campbell, Katrina Kennelly, Claire Hegarty, Dolores Mee, I should make it 100,000 a year, Hazel O, mm. Joanne, Katia Valadao, Marita Leonard, Neve Nigowan, OCM, Sandra Bannam, Sharon, Sharon Lennon, Shauna O'Hara, Tara Flynn, Trisha Sullivan, Kira Norton, Martina Janaki, Sandra Cashman, Stephen Harding, Helen Queeley, and Paul Jeremiah Hayes. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.